Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Card is Going to the Change. That's right, AIW's very own podcast. And my name is Alex Worldwide Keller, and I just want to tell you all about one of our great sponsors. That's right, Pollyanna DIY, PollyannaDIY.com, at PollyannaDIY on Twitter, Instagram, and etc. And what Pollyanna DIY has to offer you, they have excellent original wrestling enamel pins, shirts, including the Extreme Roots 91 t-shirt, Checking my hair right now. I have some medium roots. Take care of that in a bit. That's right. They have it all. And wrestling promoters and wrestlers, if you're looking to get into the enamel pin game or t-shirts, Pollyanna DIY wants to hook it up. Now let's take it to the show. The reason you hit download, the card is going to change. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record, and they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from smartmarkvideo.com. And additionally, head to powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. J-A-K Prince.com. That was a lot of enthusiasm right there. Uh, that was none other than the Duke. He is joining us on this episode. Uh, bartender Nick Sanka, welcome, welcome back again. I'm like back again. It's been a long time since we heard from you, and now you know a couple times over like a month or two or whatever it's been. Yeah, I'm using all my free nights on podcasting with you guys. There you go, man. Uh, You're gonna regret that. You're gonna want a night out some night. We'll see how it goes. This is his night out. Uh, and then of course, going to Wolfies. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Duke loves his bar named Wolfie. I don't even know. I went there one time. This is this is how stuff spirals out of control. Shout out to Wolfie's. Where's Wolfie's located? It's in Elyria somewhere. I don't even know what street it's on. Is that your, is that your softball sponsor? No. Who's your softball sponsor? Actually, it's a, a client of mine. Oh, he's in the can't 60, say that. Can't 50 say. and older league, so they don't do bars anymore. Yeah, it's like... They do like... Stocks? Yeah. Clients yeah. We're shit. sponsored by Wells Fargo. Also, Edward also Jones. shout out to our dude at Angelos because he hooked us up. For we this. really got hooked up for this podcast. Oh, all the other times you were lying? No. 
Uh, no, we, this is actual sponsorship. No, he gave us a little more than usual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a little deal discount typically, but this time really hooked up. You guys never invited me when Thorne gets the veal. No, sorry. Big fan of the veal. Yeah. <laughs> I love veal. Chandler used to get those breaded mushrooms. Uh, so we also, of course, as always, joined by AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. I'm your moderator of sorts. And uh, in this episode, you know, we told you guys we'd be back for more. And, uh, well, we're back. Some of the worst moments in AIW's history. Uh, more of them. People enjoyed the first They round. did? And, uh, five stars. Too, Rate is five stars. Too much. I think they enjoyed hearing that shit. Look, I said it. things were worse than what we said on there, and, and it, it gets worse for I sure. I don't know if it gets worse, but it is equally as bad. Equally as bad? Okay. Thorne thinks he could run like six podcasts full of material. Oh, God. Now, sometimes what Thorne thinks if is Ch- really- if, if Chandler was still alive and like with his impeccable memory... Yeah, we could we, true. we could have a whole side podcast on the bad shit. Like there, there my are, my memory is a little foggy. There are definitely moments though where Thorne like thinks things are awful and it's all going to end, but it's gonna be okay. It's just his def- generally defeatist attitude. That yeah, he has. that's typically his his demeanor towards things. Duke's just not used to being around an alpha like me. Whatever, you're so beta. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, Nick Senka, how's uh, parenting life? It's still good, man. It's still good. Running smooth. Yeah. And when's uh, when's the wedding going to happen? It's still up in the air. It's still the up in the air. They're going to test out this kid thing more I, and see I think if they're it just doing. Out. I think they're just doing common law at this point. Just common law at this what point? What is common law? Because you, uh, you just stay together. Years. Yeah, you stay seven together years. long enough. It's actually in the same house, though, right? Like yeah, living together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, they actually so got rid of it. Though. Still got some time. Oh, did they get rid of in it? Ohio? Yeah, oh, it's state yeah. by state in Ohio. Uh, you looked into that. Uh, I, as an ordained minister, yes. Oh, these are things that I had. Are you in Hornswoggle Common Law? Am I? What's that? Are you in Hornswoggle Common Law? No, he hasn't been here seven years. Consecutive. <laughs> That's not why you looked it up to Thank make sure God. you and Eddie and uh, Swoggle weren't married. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I bring that up, Nick Sanko, because you're not married yet. You are, in fact, engaged. No, I'm not. You didn't propose to her ever? <laughs> no. You're still not engaged? Not even? even in the delivery room when she's all sweaty and, and crying. What? And I thought this was a thing. I thought no. you were proposed. You were you proposing. You were engaged. Not engaged. Just got fighting fighting a tooth and nail. Oh my over god! Six that was baby. Go that was uh, I think that was on the docket before the before the baby came into play. I think it was it was it was going to happen. Is that's that what it was? That's a good call, Darn. Yeah, that's where we were. And I forget the announcement. Got they were sidebar. In, yeah, they were. They were. Uh, there was a. There was a trip planned. I, I remember, and that's where it was going to go down. But that is there. It is where they discovered the pregnancy just shortly before it happened and went out the uh, window. Oh man! Well, you got a ring? No. Shoot me some cash, dude. No, <laughs> kids I, are expensive. I thought it was. If it was going to happen, I thought maybe you might have one already. He is, we are now in the days of six figure Duke as opposed to five figures. So. Yeah, but- Six figures because I ain't buying rings for everybody. Well, Come on. It's, it's supposed to be three months' salary. You just two. grocery shop for the real world. But that's Nick's two months' salary. All right, well, it's Nick Sinka's two months' salary, not yours. You can splurge for that. Yeah, that's my salary is probably like a fourth of yours. Yeah. Come on, don't put me on the spot, Steve guy. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I just put him on the spot. Now I feel bad about it because where I was going with that. I'm cool, but I'm not six figures cool. Is, uh, you know, I'm talking about marriage, kids, engagements, so to speak. Uh, Nick Sanger, you're a big fan, apparently, of MTV shows. We all know that. You love talking oh, about the Thorne challenge. Both. You love the challenge. Love it. Love it. 
Tell me about Matthew this, Just uh, is a big fan of the challenge too. Tell me about this show, Engage and Underage. Not a fan of that one. I didn't really watch that show, but I did know the MTV crews were in the crowd that night. Yeah, I think you got to set this. You didn't. Yeah. You, you didn't go full segue into that one. All right, all right. You worked hard, but you don't. You don't know the story, so it's hard for you to exactly. do the segue. Yeah. Exactly. The the, the story the is there was this terrible show on MTV called Engage and Underage, which. Right highlighted young people making poor choices and getting married super young. It actually was the precursor for... Uh, Probably. I mean, they weren't teenagers, like teen mom and teen stuff. Teen mom. mom. Yeah. They weren't teenagers, but... So, one of the previous owners... One of the previous owners' brother was going into the military, and he was 19 or 20 years old. Okay. And yeah, I he, think they might have been 18. Well, they were under 18, 19, who cares? And engaged. And uh, he wanted to marry his girlfriend before he went to the military. Mm -hmm. So they made a tape, as you know, people are wont to do, and send it into MTV to be famous. And sure enough, MTV picked him. And the previous owner had a bachelor party, effectively, for his brother at Peabody's. And the MTV Engage and Underage crew was there. And there was a guest list. And there was... Oh, uh, yeah. We were there for that. Yeah. I was there. You were there. There was all kinds of stuff going on there. I don't know if I don't know if I, my face made it on TV or not, though. I don't recall. I don't sure. think... I, I'm not Bef sure if I did either. I don't remember. Before but. the days of DVR. We had to sign releases. We had to uh, get checked out to make sure we were on the list. And sure you find that episode on the fire stick? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it exists somewhere. But, you have to look for that. Um, his band played, and they were terrible. And uh, that's pretty much all that I remember happening. Well, what does this have move, to do with move forward? Yeah, that week there was an AIW event, uh -huh. and the couple came to the AIW event, which meant the MTV film crew came to the AIW event, mm. uh, and uh, there was all sorts of fancy, large video cameras all throughout the crowd. Uh, this during the what I would say is the rowdiest era of AIW. Okay. The first two years. Uh, and uh, when Nick Sanka and his brother were not a big fan of the MTV film crew. No, we were big fans. They weren't big fans of us. We pretty much followed them around the whole night, heckling them, <laughs> uh, looking for CT, Johnny Bananas, TJ Lavin, anybody we could get our hands Those on. Those people didn't even exist back then, did they? Yeah. yeah they oh, did. yeah. Did yeah. they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you guys was... kept saying TJ Lavin. Yeah. And I think we ended up you trying guys get, to get in front of the camera, trying. I think Chris might have threw some stuff at him. You guys were throw, You guys were throwing full cans of beer at the MTV <laughs> camera crew. We were. And <laughs> was that Gauntlet for the Gold? Yeah. It was, right? Because we were because, supposed to be in the Gauntlet for the Gold. No, you guys thought you were going to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, once again, uh, had my sh hockey gear. showed up with your gear. <laughs> hey, what does a worker do? He always has his gear back. There you go. <laughs> you guys showed up with gear, and you guys wanted to be like Jimmy and Johnny the Puck, <laughs> hockey player tag team, and uh, you guys were hammered, and I said, you guys can't be in this, because you were actually in Gauntlet for the Gold 1 as yeah. an Easter bunny. I was. And uh, <laughs> that's the same Gauntlet for the Gold that featured Moonshine Muck McGee. No, I was in two. Oh, Brad was in one moonshine. Movie. Okay, so then you did you you did show up in, in this? No, you were in the first. You were in the first one I, because this is Gauntlet for the Gold too. Oh, okay, no, this is we didn't get in. Yeah, you were in the first one as an Easter Bunny. I think you actually ejected us from the building. I didn't. Uh, somebody a wise else did. Move. 
I think the Peabody staffed it because you guys were throwing beer cans at the MTV cameras. That was that was some, some footage made it on the air. Yeah, like Tyrone Evans. Yeah, uh, who's you know now known as that's where they found what, him. Was formerly known as Michael Tarver. That's where they found him. Yeah, discovered unengaged and underaged. That's how he got on the WWE he radar. Was discovered unengaged. It's like underage. that's like the only footage they showed because he was like you know just a big jacked black guy. Yeah, you know, and uh, just throwing a dude around and the it's packed. You know what I mean? There's people everywhere. And uh, was he wrestling straight edge Jimmy DeMarco? He, I think he was wrestling Jimmy Kozar era Jimmy DeMarco. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was before the Browns, past the Browns fan. Browns fan yeah, Jimmy DeMarco. Browns super fan Jimmy Kozar. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of failed gimmicks in that era. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, the, Sanka, the Sanka brothers yet again uh, in the thick of the mischief throwing uh, full beer cans at the... The MTV crew, because uh, they were told they were they were not going to be part- entering the gauntlet for the gold. All right, I think Let's, it was all in fun at first until you told us we weren't allowed in the gauntlet. Then it turned serious. <laughs> that's when that's when we got upset. That's where we got upset. <laughs> Throwing full beer cans. It was all in fun at, at first. Yeah. Throwing full beer cans at a camera crew was totally fun at first oh, until God. we got. I was trying to keep my streak alive like Miriam Fontaine. <laughs> he didn't make it into part two. I made it one. <laughs> one in a row. All right. Uh, I was going to try to push this thing out and, and hold this one off, but, but I can't. Be, because, but, but because uh-oh. of that and every uh, every um, like proposal I've ever se- I sent out, I can say, as seen on MTV. Yeah. That's true. Because AIW footage that used to mean something. I don't know if it yeah, means anything out. anymore. We but. send that out for sponsors. You still deals. put that on it's stuff? Always yeah. In there. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll show you I'll show you a proposal later. Yeah, we'll we use it when we try to pitch the sponsors, too. Yeah, sponsors. How did we get the Ebb Tide Treatment Center? Exactly. Hey, we were seeing on a lot of buy-ins of the Ebb Tide Treatment Center. They're no longer... your brother probably should stop by. They're no longer affiliated. Yeah. Uh... But so, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, forever we could say as seen on MTV. That's funny. I, it's, I swear to God, it's on everything we send out. Every everything. Hundred percent. Yeah, Can't take that away. There's no statute of limitations on when you're on MTV. That's you're true. on. That's true. No doubt about it. Also, based on the last episode, it also says as heard on Rover's Morning Glory. <laughs> uh, yes, does it? Yeah. it does say that too. Yep, yep. As shit on by Rover's Morning Glory. <laughs> hey, they don't know that. All right. So, I, yeah, I can't hold this off anymore. You guys have talked about Peabody's so much. Worst era, probably. Rowdiest era, worst era. All, a lot of bad shit happened to Peabody's. Yeah, but this may have been the rowdiest. Uh, apparently, there was quite the bloodbath at Peabody's. So much so that blood splattered all over their liquor bottles. Okay, well, let's not give the whole story away here. We'll, uh, okay, this is all you. I was, so I there. my memory is foggy on this, but I was like trying to get some people to to remind me what happened. This is we're talking 15 years ago, pretty much at this point. All right, this is the third AIW show ever, um, ever, 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 third one, Se- second one ever at Peabody's, uh, and uh, you know one of uh, this is when it's like a collective group of people contributing ideas and things like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we're, we're 2005 and, uh, you know, ICP pretty popular at this, at, at this time in 2005, sure. whoop, whoop. somebody gets the idea That's for Chandler. Yeah. Chandler loved it. 
Somebody gets the idea. Let's try to book somebody, not ICP because they're very expensive. Of course. Let's book one of their Juggalo Championship wrestlers. Because uh, that's the name of their promotion, Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Yep. Uh, let's book one of their wrestlers, and then we'll we'll take our draw that we had from the first show, which was you know like friends and shit, and then we'll get Juggalos in there, and then we'll have all it'll be sold out. Because at this point, we're competing with uh, the Duke Duke's promotion over here, Extreme War. That is true. Uh, is that why you weren't there? Yeah, yeah. Running a competing show. I don't think we ran. I don't know if we ran that night or not, but we heard. I don't think against. We it. heard all the aftermath. But that so it's going to happen in a second here. This is uh. So the plan is is like let's try to get the juggalo draw, on top of you know everybody else that's going to be there. Uh. So somehow we wind up booking the rude boy, uh, who is like uh, an ICP like. I don't know, like he, he's one of their like childhood friends or something. I don't know really what the fuck he does, uh, but uh, he was also a wrestler in, in Juggalo Championship Wrestling, and I like I was pretty much against this because I did not think I thought unless you got ICP, nobody's gonna give a fuck about this guy, and nobody's gonna pay to see this guy. You gotta have the you gotta have the main guys or nobody. Uh, I get outvoted on this. Sure enough, we book the old rude boy, uh, and he's like, he's got like a rider, like he's you know like a star, you know, he's uh, got his own private locker room, and like he's got like an entourage of like psychopathic records people with him. Juggalo championship wrestling, dude. But he's got like you know he's got like an entourage of people with him, and like uh, very like weird guy, and he's wrestling the Thrill Billy, uh, Sloan Steel, which is <laughs> mine and Nick's real life friend Rob. Sloan Steel. And uh, who he was the first AIW Absolute Champion, which there was never a match for the title. He was just <laughs> Rio de Janeiro him the championship. And uh, Pat Patterson in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, I believe this is an AIW title match, uh, if I'm not mistaken. My memory's a little foggy on it, but uh, anyway, they uh, they start having this match, and uh, we don't own a ring or anything at this point. And, uh, you know, it's a rented ring. Okay, I was going to say, you have a ring, though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, Tom Dunn, uh, we're going to have to have Tom Dunn on to further go into detail on this story, because he texted me today when I asked him about it, and he says he knows all sorts of more details. But, uh, you know, we weren't really told what was going to go on. They were just going to have a match. And uh, as this progresses, like, it turns into, like, uh, a fucking brutal bloodbath. Uh, like the rude boy starts stabbing the throw billy. Wait, so your champion doesn't even tell you what's going to go. Oh, well, he didn't really know. It oh, just okay. unfolds. All right. It just unfolds out there. Excellent. Uh, you know, they call like a match or whatever. And like uh, at this point, like the throw billy, you know, he hadn't really wrestled anybody really outside of like people he knew, you know. And, uh, you know, he's just, you know, yes, like, yeah, yeah, like, that's fine. Like, let's do it. Yeah. He's a big tough dude like six i don't know how tall like six six five six five six six four hundred pounds three you know like 350 probably yeah big guy okay. uh i posted this on my personal a picture of this match on my personal instagram like weeks ago but uh they start having this match and like 
the rude boy starts stabbing him with scissors like for real <laughs> and uh they start like uh, then rob is a tough guy he starts fighting back and like the rude boy's bleeding for real and like uh then their their wives start fighting in the crowd um each other um and uh they start fighting all over the place and the rude boy is like slices and dices himself for a gig job and is just bleeding everywhere. This is the kind of match that drunk Swoggle thinks he can have. Yeah. Okay. And they're fighting all over the bar and he's bleeding so much that he's getting blood. Like they go behind the bar. He's getting blood in the liquor bottles and like, um, all kinds of disgusting stuff. And then he starts throwing up on himself in the middle of the ring. And, uh, it goes to like a no finish and like, uh, he throws up on himself and like, he's, uh, acting like he's like having a heart attack or something, and uh, <laughs> like and he's puking all over this ring that's not ours. JT Lightning is f- motherfucking us. He's oh he's there. It's oh yeah it's his it's, it's his JT's ring ring right yeah. It's Jeff Traxler's canvas, uh, brand new canvas. Uh, this guy's puking on it, like spitting blood on it. Like, Sink, are you here for this? Yeah, I was actually just in the crowd and I wasn't too drunk, just witnessing it. And it was pretty brutal. Just hepatitis everywhere. Yeah, and what like, a moment for you to not be drinking. He did that fake heart attack thing and laid in the ring at the. End. It was that last match, right? Yeah, and, and like he laid in the ring. He for made like us forty minutes. He made us call an ambulance because he said he couldn't breathe. What? And he's puking on himself. And then the ambulance gets there, and the paramedics are looking at him. And then he gets to the back, and he just stands up like everything's fine. He's like, "That's how you tell the story, brother." And like, everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, like everyone is furious because he has he has ruined the ring. Uh, the venue's pissed because, like, we've gotten uh, blood all over the liquor bottles. Yeah. We ruined Jeff Traxler's brand new canvas. Um, there's an ambulance there that somebody has to pay for. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the wives are fighting. Rob and Thrillbilly and the Rude Boy are, like, getting into a fucking altercation backstage. Now a real one. Yeah. And uh, it's just... It, that is... So this becomes three shows in. Uh, we feel that we're probably out of business because we're looking at lawsuits. The venue wants us to uh, repay them for thousands of dollars worth of ruined liquor. Yeah, there's uh, health code violations and shit there. Like they can't they can't use those bottles. Well, not to mention yeah. that we're in the middle of this Cleveland wrestling war thing, and I don't know who is there on the Duke's side. But word gets out. It got back to us. I know that word gets out, and then there's and laughed, and then there's then somebody in the Duke's camp. I'm not saying it's the Duke, but somebody in the Duke's camp calls the calls the health board. I can tell you it wasn't me. And uh, there's there's a health inspection of the venue. I don't. I I didn't care that much. It wasn't me. (laughs) So Peabody's almost gets shut down because of this. And here we are. This is only our second show there, and they're like, "Fuck you guys." You know what I mean? Like. I don't. We did not have a show there again for four or five months uh, before they let us come back. What was your next show there? Do you know? uh, It was Gauntlet for the Gold One (laughs) with uh, back to Nick Sank. Nick Sank of the Bunny Rabbit. Yeah. (laughs) What venue did you guys go to after that? The Beachland Ballroom. Okay. There was another riot at that one actually. The casket match. Yeah. 
Tom Dunn fucking what pump kicked you, I think. Oh, I was trying to get into the ring, I think. Oh, <laughs> yo, tell it. Well, no, I don't really remember too well, but that Tom Dunn when we were drunken fans all the time, like we would always test each other to see who get in the ring because we thought we had no consequences because our buddy. Always, there buddy, were always some consequences owned, as we were told us. So we were invincible. And I think Tom Dunn tells the story, but I don't remember it too well. But he says he booted me back into the crowd. Yeah, he did like a running pump kick. Who was having the casket match? Me and uh, EC3. Okay. And Chris Sanka built the casket. Yeah, his brother built the casket. Is that why he felt like he should be so involved that's in what the gave match? A pass was, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I think he did get out of my casket, you sons of bitches. Tom Dunn. I think I'm the god. Did he pull a "Do you know who I am"? I think he did use that against you all the time. Stop taking when, that fucking casket when you guys were fighting and stuff. When you were roommates. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, the other AIW owner who commissioned it, like uh, they worked out some kind of deal, and then he never like paid him for it. But I wasn't my. I didn't talk to him about it. Like it wasn't my deal that I set up. So like when me and him were, were were roommates and we would argue, he'd be like, "Fuck you! You never paid me for that fucking casket." Well, and then at one AIW show after that, where we had the casket at, uh, him or Danny Sanka, who helped him build it, they took the they took the top to it, and that's why there's no more top to it. <laughs> like there's no top to the casket. We just have a casket in the storage unit with no top because they took it back because they never got paid for it. Freaking Sankas. Let me ask you this, John Thorne, because there's a recurring theme between this episode and the previous episode where we covered these things. Every terrible, horrible thing that has happened in AIW, you have said, I was totally against this, and then it happened. Was there anything horrible and terrible that you were on board with and it just shit the bed? Oh, I don't know. Or did you always, did you have the Probably. Foresight? Thorne's got a mind of gold. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Okay. Like, because... Uh, I'm uh, based on all these stories we're telling you. You may not think so, but I like trying to uh, look at things from from all angles of right. where this could go wrong. Yeah, we. Yeah, As we a lot of people see that that are in on things now, I always will like go worst case scenario and everything and try yeah, to. We have these conversations. Find a way for constantly. things not why it's not going to work. So I don't know if I was ever like, yeah, like uh, yeah. Okay. I I guess the only poor decision that i ever made uh was um the night before absolution 2 with i wrestled the duke in the scaffold match uh we had uh i had a girl over my house oh yes we've talked about this. and i had a big thing of thumbtacks yep yep and i had sex with her on the bed of thumbtacks oh, thumbtacks yeah and then I put them back in the thing. Right. And then we used them in the match and the next day. On them. Yes. <laughs> the only two people that were involved in the thumbtacks were Fat Nick and you. So, I mean. His girlfriend got so mad when I told that story at a party once and made him go get a AIDS test. <laughs> Smart girl. Well, then makes me, you guys Eskimo brothers. Well, let me ask you this because one of the things on the list, and maybe it was your idea, maybe it was not, but uh, I believe it was called Westfest at OU. Okay, I was on board for this one. Okay, this was actually this turns out great. Yeah, <laughs> but it All starts right. it starts off grim. Okay, it starts off grim. Nick Seka once again performing on this card. <laughs> I was on this card. I was a different character this time too. Duke, were you on this? <laughs> I was in Georgia at this time. I, oh, I did man. not go. That's you missed Duke, out. That's when Duke, Duke required a flight. With you. No hockey gear with Nick Seka. No, I was. Uh... You were Johnny Puck. I was, was Jimmy Puck. Jimmy Puck. Jimmy Puck. Jimmy Puck. He was Jimmy Puck. His brother was, was Johnny Puck. I was Puck. one half of the poking guns. 
They just. <laughs> They dress like cowboys. We dressed like cowboys and drew mustaches on. Terribly bad, but funny. And we wrestled our other friends. They were brothers. But one no show. One didn't want to. Well, I guess before we get into it, let's lay, let's lay out. All right, go ahead. We'll lay out this. I, I think we've talked about this back when with Biggins, like in brief yes. on the podcast. But yep. uh, our f- friend Brad, uh, now known as Corporate Brad, uh, he used to be crazier than all of these stories that we've told uh he went to ou uh he had a house with some of our other friends that you know from up here that we were friends with and they they were seniors and they wanted to throw a huge party ou at this time is known as the second biggest party school in the country yep uh we were going down there all the time for some kind of festival or you know something you know there's number was, fest yeah we were i was at the number fest before it was a number like uh, it just used to be called, I think, Fest at some point. But yeah, it was. I, it was. We were down there this era before it turned. Now it's like a real music festival. Before you could just show up with your own alcohol. Uh, but anyway, they want to throw a party, so their thought is: is let's do a, an AIW show at our house in the backyard, uh, and we're gonna take all the money that's left over from our all of our student loans and all of our close friends, and we're going to give you money to book some sort of name and then we're going to spend the rest of the money on kegs. Uh, so we decide the honky tonk man is a recognizable guy that people would sure. be like, Oh, I know that guy. You know what I mean? This is like 2007. And you uh, had already, we had already booked him in right. Michigan, right? And he, yeah. So, um, we do this, uh, we booked the Honky Tonk Man, and then we booked like a mishmash of wrestlers because this is right when AIW splits off. So we're left with like, a, like a, a weird crew of of wrestlers. Uh, like Sammy Callahan was on this show, Super Oprah, Michael Tarver. Uh, it's like a weird Michael Tarver wrestled like three matches. Yeah, it's like a weird. We, like everyone's doing double duty. Uh, Matt Wadsworth wrestles. On this show, uh, and uh, this is where Pedro, I believe, the story goes, became the ring announcer. Uh, I believe his first so. Time being a ring announcer. I believe so. And uh, yeah, I wrestled Matt Wadsworth, and uh, we do like shit with barbed wire because like there's like all these girls around, and I have a girlfriend at the time, so I can't even. My girlfriend's there. I can't even like try to hit on any of these girls or anything. So Matt Wadsworth decides he's gonna get in the ring. So. You know, maybe maybe some girls wanna <laughs> wanna get with Matt Wadsworth because he's a pro wrestler. You know, right? Uh, so we, I do something where I like wrap his face in barbed wire or something. <laughs> like we did something crazy. <laughs> but uh, before this happens, like we get the ring set up, and like they buy like thirty kegs or fifty kegs, some ridiculous amount, of, like thousands and thousands of dollars on kegs, uh-huh. and they're all over. They're all over the yard. And like, we say like, oh, we're gonna start at four p.m. or whatever, and like nobody is there, and like nothing's going on, and like we got the honky tonk man hidden away at his hotel, and we're like, we don't want to. Now we're like seeing the situation with our own two eyes, and it's like literally a backyard wrestling show, and we're like, <laughs> we don't want to go get the honky tonk man and just have him hang out in this driveway. So we're like stalling him and stuff. And like nobody's there. Like we wanted him to like roll up, and there'd be like hundreds of people there. Right. 
well, nobody, nobody's coming. Nobody's coming to this fucking thing. And, like, this is where, like, we start feeling, like, a lot of anxiety, you know? Uh, and then, finally, at, like, 5 o'clock, an hour after it's supposed to start, we just go, okay, we're going to go get the Honky Tonk Man. Like, fuck it. And we get the Honky Tonk Man, and he shows, you know, we we pick him up, and he's in full gear, like, full jumpsuit. yeah. Like, jumpsuit guitar everything you know and as soon as he gets out of the car in that jumpsuit it's like the bat signal went off and like people were like looking from their roofs and stuff and like i don't know what happens but then people just flood this backyard people like the whole backyard yeah it's like like they were waiting to see if it was real you okay. know what i mean and as soon as the honky dog man shows up all these fuck like 500 people show up out of nowhere and uh it's free beer for for everybody that's there, and uh, it just turns into how do you, college park college kids. How do you just not turn up for free beer? They turned up. Well, they had to wait. They were waiting for they waiting for the queue. But at OU, there was a party like that on every street every weekend at All that right, time. That's fair. Uh, so they turn up, and uh, this one uh, this one is out, out on DVD, but it is not. It's, I wouldn't recommend picking it up. <laughs> but uh, Nick Saka's match, unfortunately, does not get filmed because the camera breaks. It didn't? <laughs> I, I, it's not on it. Are no. you upset about that? Yeah, what, was was your, what was your character name? That one uh, the said? Poking Guns. The Poking Guns, yeah. It was me and the guy that threw the party, Brad. And like I said, we were supposed to wrestle two of our brother friends, and one of them pushed out. So it was a two-on-one handicap match against... Uh, well, because I think he got hurt Pogo sticking into a garbage can. No, that was can. after... Oh, we had a pogo sticking competition later. Into garbage cans, so though. A pogo yeah. sticking comp. Later in the night. I was just drunken. But uh, what, what was his name? Went from the poking guns. <laughs> the Jesuit. The Jesuit. The Jesuit. He was a very political man. He cut, the Jesuit uh, cut an epic promo on all the college, college kids. kids, how they're living their lives, living their lives wrong. And uh, he didn't get one ounce of offense in on us. <laughs> yeah, you guys just beat him up for real. We just beat him up for real. Man, sounds a lot like 2018 Duke taking on some of these celebrity guests. <laughs> but the crowd loved it. Yeah, and there was like all these girls like getting in the ring and like making out. Yeah, doing like all it was like girls gone wild shit going on. Well, and then like one chick had a foot cast. She was making out with Matt Riot. Matt Riot. And then uh, so like the girl who lived in the house, the one girl that lived in the house, yeah. was mad at all these other girls like getting in the ring and getting attention. Call them sluts and so stuff. she started like lighting cigarettes and throwing lit cigarettes at girls. Uh, it was a scene, man. Well, it started off bad, but it turned out good. I guess that one yeah, turned okay. out pretty okay. good. That one's the, that's one that turned out good. Since you're uh, you're already talking about girls, we might as well go there uh, because there are two girls' night out shows that made the list. Let's start with McCarthy's. Girls' Night Out 2. Oh, that was terrible. That was terrible. I'll let Duke take the reins on this well, one. Well, no, it was just, it was it was before all of the, um, I don't I don't even think these, the people that were in McCarthy's. I guess the politically correct term to say is, this is before, like, people really embraced women's Well, I was going to say before the, the women's revolution and all that other, you know all the other stuff that this, they this, talk about. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean it, it is, and they're and they're, they're you know the majority of them are, are great and everything else, and they're great wrestlers and all that other stuff. But these guys that were at this bar because this this was uh, I this was a bot show, so like okay. the bar promoted it and stuff like yeah, that. and it's like a bar in the not in the flats proper, but 
in the flats. It's, yeah, it's west, on the west bank. West bank of the flats. Yeah, um, yeah as you go down towards Shooters. Yeah, my main saying is not on the water is what I mean. Right, right, yeah, it's uh, not on the water. Right across from the uh, Harbor Inn. Yeah. For so, people not familiar with Cleveland, downtown, by, by the by water. By Shooters, yeah. if, that, if that makes sense. And um, they hang up, you know, if they're hanging up signs that say women's wrestling or girls' night out wrestling, all the dudes are seeing is they're seeing, oh, there's going to be women here. It's going to be, you know, jello wrestling or mud wrestling or yeah, something like that. Pudding, mud, so we're yeah. setting up the ring. And and apparently, we, like, they promote it to, like, bachelor parties and stuff. There was a bachelor party that was there. Okay. And we find that out before the show starts. And uh, he's like, I want you and Nick to go up there and do something with the bachelor and then have... Um, We're talking Fat Nick. Yeah. Not Senka. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And cut a promo and then have like have him sit in a chair and have like one of the girls will bring one of the girls out. Yeah. And it's super Oprah. You know, so we're just like you know, right. rib ribbing the guy and everything else. And he wanted nothing to do with it. He wouldn't play along. Everyone in the crowd is just like, you know, show me your tits and all this other bullshit. And it's just like and you know, there's Haley's on the show, Sarah uh, Del Rey. Sarah Del Rey's on the you know, there's there's a lot of talented women on the show and it was just Yeah. It was just a bad scene because most creepy me- women's wrestling fans aren't they're just creepy. They're not vocal and loud and right, right. whatever else. These guys were just They were acting like they were at the strip club. Yeah. Because that's what they gotcha. that's what they thought. And you know, and it was just the show just nothing really worked on the show. And there's a lot of, you know, good workers and good matches, and it just it just laid a fucking egg because the people were there were just awful. How many people do you think besides the bachelor party? The bachelor party? Fifteen. How many people I mean, aside from them? Oh, oh, oh. Like probably um, other people showed up. Probably like a hundred. Yeah, oh, I mean that's a good. And it, you know, and, and it was it just sucks that they were all. It was a hundred, yeah, hundred or so, and it was like we were like within this boundary of these uh, beams yeah, inside. They, they have so it like yeah, fit pillars that go up and down. Thank you, pillars. Right, the the pillars, yep, yeah. yep. And so the ring like fit right in between. It barely all the stuff. fits there. Yeah. And so the crowd was right on top of them and everything else, and it was it was a good show. It's just the people just made it terrible. Oh well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So you would have rather had the pervs, is what you're saying? <laughs> well, because at least they appreciate they appreciate, they appreciate what they're the seeing. You know? Yeah. Nick, thank you. You go to that show. I was not at that show. Do not remember that. Surprise! Or surprise. That one. All right. I was at the next one you're going to talk about. Yeah, because the next one is we talking about Girls Night Out. Uh, I'm not sure ha- which number it was. Okay, but it happens in the dead of winter. No, it was a double. It's April. It happens in April. This is in April. Yeah. Oh, this is. I, we talked about this, this a very, little bit, I think, but we did. We've talked about it in passing because we talked about uh, the main event because this was uh, an afternoon show, right? It was a double header. It was yeah, double. it was a double that header. Was, we used to run them doubles before. Yeah, but I mean, this just goes to show, like, uh, this, the moral of the story is, is like, this is when Turner's Hall, be, like, it was a shit building. Is and this, Turner's Hall? Yes. This is when Turner's Hall becomes like the shittiest of of buildings ever because they just don't. Uh, they they decide to just they're just gonna let the heat go out and uh, either not pay the bill or not fix the system or what, whatever I mean, in the fairness, whatever April it was in Cleveland they could have just if it's a building are you sure right. it was April it was April I know it was April because it was it a, wasn't December because it was cold as yeah we got hit okay. we got hit we got hit with a blizzard in April right. I'm I'm willing to bet you that it was April of Either oh seven or oh eight. No, it's later. It's later oh, than that. It was, it was like, like eleven or twelve. 
Yeah, no, I was like, might have been like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Only because I was going to say the Indians game, the home opener in April, got snowed out. It was year. whenever, what, whichever. Run at Turner's back then. Yeah. We, oh, you're right. Yeah, that was like it's 11. whatever yeah, girls' yeah. night out that uh, Athena wrestled Mia Yim. Right. I think maybe I don't know eleven and twelve or eleven and twelve or something like that. But uh, so uh, this is when uh, the building has no heat. Uh, the girls are coming to the ring in their winter jackets. Um, and of course, they're being very understanding about the fact that it was cold, not complaining at all. Of course they are. But yeah, uh, and just rolling with it and doing what they can, you know, to have the show. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's nothing we could do. Like, we didn't know that they didn't have heat. Right. Uh, we didn't know that we didn't have heat there. We didn't know that... Uh, the blizzard was not predicted. It comes out of nowhere. Well, that's what I was going to say. In, in some buildings in Cleveland, if they're older... The way the systems work, you either are full on AC Break it down, or you're full on heat, and you can only switch it over to being one or the other. And if it's in April, no, I this mean, they, no, they, this, this was full on nothing. They yeah, switched they, they, it over to no, they didn't switch anything AC. over because they didn't have AC either. Oh, they, good God! They you learned that uh, I think later on. Later on, year. yeah, like okay. two. They just did not have heat. And, and for those of you who are about to say that uh, neither does Mount Carmel. Uh, sorry, kids. It does. We just we didn't discover it for a point in time. All right. What's so, that? That Mount Carmel doesn't have AC. It it does. Th- no, they have AC. It, it just took us a hot minute to discover it. But then also, a body. they're not a big yeah. fan of turning it on. But yeah, when you got it, when you put five six hundred people in there, like uh, no, it's on. It, there's it just gets, too many. There's yeah, just a lot too of bodies, many people. A lot in of bodies. There. But right, uh, yeah, that was a that was a that was an awful day because it's like. Uh, you feel like a shitty promoter because, like, you're running this slum building that yeah. doesn't have heat. Uh, that wasn't eye pay per view day, was it? No, no, this was just a double double header taping. All right. Speaking yeah. of that shitty building, do you remember the time the bartenders weren't there? <laughs> well, you reaped the. That's the last show at Turner's Hall we yeah, ever I did. Made a lot of money that night. Yeah. I thought that uh, there was a story about it being bitter cold during an eye pay per view. <sighs> no, it was really hot. Oh, that's okay. That's what during was. Uh, Absolution Eight, and we lost power because it was so hot. That's yeah, because everything say, overheated. About power, yeah. All the all the computer equipment that was doing the stream overheated. Yeah, and because so we they, had to shut it down for like fifteen. minutes. Because they didn't have AC. Um, there was one. Uh, there was one show though. Like around, it, it might have been. I don't know if it was this show or not, but one show, uh, we we went. Me and Biggins went and bought a shit ton of portable heaters and like one of the shows you could see like just a bunch of portable heaters plugged in on I think dvd this was the show because i believe we talked about it with biggins wasn't this the show as well that uh i don't remember you somebody you had to pick up athena i think yeah, it yeah. because it was the main event there was a snowstorm and you she got there. her flight got canceled and i had to drive all the way to akron in the snowstorm to get her because to bring her to she couldn't show. get anything to cleveland so that was another, uh, like the Trick Davis thing that we talked about on the on the last time we did this. Yeah, we had to tape that oh, match. Right. We had to tape that match at the beginning of the second taping and then edit yeah. it in. There was the first match because we, we did a double. We did a double shot. So yeah, that's right. At least it was the same venue. Yeah, at least it was the same venue. But that's the thing. No, same shitty venue. No heat on a double header. So you guys are there for eight to ten hours well i wasn't there i i, I had to miss the entire first well that, you did because yeah, it took I was me saying none and none of them complained either it took the me about time that's incredible it took I me about, about 25 I'm, I'm, I'm minutes i'm being completely sarcastic you know that right 
No. Oh, yeah. At first, I, I thought no, you weren't. No, I just thought it completely when you sarcastic. said it that time. I was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> no. But the first time you said it, you made it sound yeah. like they were so nice. No, no. I mean, they, you can't blame them for I complaining. Can't, no, you but can't. It was like, but what can at, you at do? some point, it's like, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> yeah. It, and you, yeah, you guys went and got the heaters. What, and conveniently, the venue people did not just show, didn't even show up that day. Of course not. Gino 11. Gino yeah, 11. Yeah, 11 and 12. Yeah. Thanks to our uh, research department over there. Weird body. Appreciate that. I can. Thanks, buddy. Were you, you said you were there, Sanka, or no? Oh, uh, yeah. We walked in. I said, hey, to Thorn, and I. Were you bartending right at that point? Oh, they had their own bar. Oh, you dipped out. Yeah, but he, what he was going to say is the last show ever at Turner's Hall. They didn't show up at all, and Nick Sanko reaps the benefits of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, Barback Hot Rod. We yeah. took off to... Oh, Hot Rod. Yeah, we took off to the local store and bought like 11 cases of Natty. Yeah. And sold them for about three bucks each. In, the, hot, crowd, in the crowd, because they didn't... Because everyone comes to the AIW shows to drink, and then Turner's... This is when Turner's Hall was just giving up on everything. Yeah. No heat, and then they just didn't even show up to bartend, and they would make money, you know, off the... We would pay them a rental, and then they would make money off the bar. And they, yeah, so they had a bar in the in the room. Yeah, and they had a side bar that people would hang out at, like after the show and stuff. Was that the birth of uh, bartender Nick Sanko? No, I did bartending. Before. Yeah, but <laughs> so like people are pissed. I believe Worldwide is one of those people, and uh, Nick Nick Sanko and Hot Rod. They take they actually took my car. I remember this. They took my car. Because for some reason somebody put light tubes in my car and my back seat. Sure, that wasn't you, just in case. There was light. There was a light tube in my car, in the back seat, and they took my car to buy a bunch of cases of beer, and then they just tossed the cases of beer into my back seat and just popped the light tube, and there's glass all over my back seat. <laughs> Who, uh, uh, first of all, I just gotta ask because it's hot, Ron. Did he uh, work with you and then bounce without saying goodbye and left before it was over? Uh, no, not that then. I think we okay, drove in together. Stayed. Oh, okay. And we made a lot of money. Oh, well, of 100% course. 100% profits. But uh, who ran the food concessions at Turner's Hall towards the end? You guys or them? Was that Us. them too? Us. Oh, okay. We always I think ran we it. always did. Yeah, we always ran it. Oh, I'm just going to say, I went there multiple times. Too many times. Ran out of hot dogs. Come on, Monsoon. Yeah, I think Monsoon was doing it back then. Yeah, he's learned it. He's hot learned dogs were a big seller. Pizza's a big seller now. Pizza's a big seller now. Got that Angelo's with yeah. a plug there. Get the plug for Angelo's. Yeah. Got there wasn't Angelo's pizza, pizza really back then. Yeah, yeah. No, there was uh, Pizza Pan or something, right? No, Monsoon hooked up some deals back yeah. in those days. Maybe a little less because Georgios, we didn't have the deal that we Bella's, have now. Bella Pizza. Because they had the stove there, so you could work those hot dogs and that nacho cheese right on that oh, stove yeah. there. Yeah, Monsoon, Monsoon inherited the concession gig. From, that used to be uh, whatever girlfriend I had at the time used to do that. And then it went over to Monsoon. Yeah, Monsoon took it over. I that worked out much better. Yeah. You're dating Monsoon? No. no. <laughs> I would, though. He's got a hell of a fucking video collection. You did him for the video collection? Never a dull moment. How about that? No. Monsoon, big on the adultfriendfinder.com. Spoiler alert. Paid apps. Keep, keep your eyes peeled. Does he... Uh... Never mind. I yeah, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. I didn't know if he wanted some powder. That's all. What else he got? Uh, really, really working that powder there, Steve guy. Yeah, it's, you know, it's been a few weeks since we brought it up. So, uh, final thing yeah, it here. It just seems like minutes ago. Well, it wasn't. Uh, final thing I want to bring up here. Absolution 3. This is something in, you know, as we kind of run down the list of like, oh, yeah, this is, man, I remember this, I remember this. You guys were like, oh, what about Absolution 3? And I know nothing else of it. All I know is that 
something triggered your memories, and you guys were like, write that down. Well, there was uh, <laughs> there were three things that come to mind about Absolution Three well, that make it bad. Thing, the question was. Name something shitty that happened at AIW. <laughs> Whoa, Absolution 3. <laughs> uh, thing number one is uh, we, this is, we're running Mulberries in the Flats. And okay. uh, we used to open, we used to have a video screen and stuff. And uh, Absolution, we do like the opening Absolution promos and stuff. Uh, so we filmed them in the afternoon. And then we had somebody rendering the opening package out. Yeah. Something happens with his computer and it's fucking up. And the show ends up starting three hours late. He refused. We all refused to start the show for some reason until the rendering was done. (laughs) And it goes a big time. And the first match is war games. A cage match. (laughs) And so the cage is up and it's. Six o'clock. We had two, we had two rings? Seven o'clock. No, no just, just one. one ring. Six okay. o'clock. All right, all right. And, or no, did we start at four o'clock back then? Nah. It, it was like whatever time this was start time. when Absolution was on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it was start time. Then it was a half an hour past start time. Then an hour past start time. And we're all like, why don't we just fucking start? And the guy's like, no, we it's almost done. It's going to render, and then we can run. And so it was just like, we, we, all we did was just sit I don't know if wait. it was three hours, but it was late. It was late. at least two. It was late as fuck. It was at least two. Uh, and we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then the fucking payoff comes, and it was just like... A video. Yeah. Like, uh, second, everybody's promo. Second thing that I remember is um, this uh, former business partner, uh, Mike Crease, Todd, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. uh, who was investing at the time was running the door and uh he was setting up Barkley Nation over there. <laughs> he was he was uh you know he, he was running the door and he was handling the money and he was like I'm going to be the business guy. Uh-huh. Um he, he was uh and this is the show where we book our first uh women's match. Oh boy. And uh he was so mad at uh them not being attractive enough for him and he was so offended i don't want you to say who it was by their appearance by their appearance both of them he was so offended by their appearance that he just stopped working the door and people just came in for free (laughs) because he said great by the way yeah they're both great wrestlers but he just stopped working the door because he did not want to make people pay money for this uh in his opinion uh so, I mean, God knows how much money we, we we lose out on that because people are coming in throughout the two-hour fucking delay. And Mulberry's, folks, if you've never been there, especially if you're not excluded in watching this, it's a huge venue. It's basically just a massive... It's an indoor volleyball, kickball, basketball. We were, basketball. It's, it's yeah. a, we were like in there four before... five courts stacked. Yeah, yeah we were in there huge. before they were even open for business. We were yeah. like the first things in there. It's a giant rectangle. Where you can hold all massively, sorts of different yeah, events, probably an old warehouse or something. Yeah. Right, right. And then the third thing, on top of uh, everything else that has happened, is uh, Ian Rotten was there, and we had uh, we used to make. This is why we do, don't make commemorative shirts anymore. We used to do like an Absolution One shirt, Absolution Two shirt, okay, Absolution Three shirt. It's like a collage shirt. If you saw the WrestleRager shirts last year, kind of similar, something like that. Okay. Uh, 
he wants royalties <laughs> for every person that has appeared on IWA Mid South that is on the show. Uh, I don't. I didn't hear that, but it doesn't fucking surprise me at all. And uh, yeah, so uh, we're dealing with that. And uh, finally, Seth Rollins of all people says, "I don't fucking who fucking cares about the fucking shirt. Like, leave him alone." And then when Seth Rollins says it, the problem goes away. Which Seth Rollins is an all business kind of guy, so yeah. kind of shocked, but he bailed us out on that. So that's uh, those were the three really awful things that happened at Absolution Three. So uh, it's yes. Yeah. So on top of the fact that we booked Rob Conway. Uh, to team with Mike Tolar. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the knowing knowing no, that, no one has seen him yet. Yeah, I was going to ask. Does anybody know no. where Mike Tolar is? Knowing that uh, Rob Conway, uh, we only booked him uh, be- because we wanted to hear the entrance theme, <laughs> and we didn't think anyone really wanted to come see him. No offense, to Rob Conway. Yeah. Uh, based on his booking fee, we didn't think we were going to make it back, but we really just wanted to hear that "Just Look at Me" song on an AIW show. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why we did it. But did people show up for him? No. Oh, okay. Well, they did, but they didn't pay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, well, yeah they may have. Well, up. it was like told our sister was all about Rob Conway. Oh. This, I'm sure a lot of people's sisters are all about Rob Conway. Quite oh. frankly, uh, but it, it was like because the show started two hours late, and the first match is the fucking war games. So not only is the show late. But then we have the war games, and then you have to sit there while they take the cage down. You know, so it's just—it's like about that. one match in like three hours. Wait, you know, had you guys not even set up the cage? No, the cage the was up. Okay, the cage right, was up. All right, all right. So cage was at least up. knew this is going to be the first yeah. match. All right. Yeah, so I was actually in the cage. So that cage like, is the fucking worst investment I ever made. You're Mr. Absolution. Of course, you were in the cage. Fucking get goddamn thing going right, again. I am. And uh, <laughs> it's still a Turner Saul. And so it was just because that was the worst part. Is like, okay, everybody. Just be patient. We're going to start the show. And then we start the show, have one match. Gets a little crazy. Not too much, but whatever, because it was the first match. Yeah. And it's like, all right, everybody, now sit down and wait 20 minutes while Pedro loses his fucking mind and tears the cage down. Say, could you go to the show? Yeah, I was there. Were you drunk? Probably. Were you Um, on it? What was that? No, I was not on that show. (laughs) No Jimmy Parker uh, poking guns? No, sir. The the absolution before you played catch with Colby Carino. Yeah. I remember, I remember that. that. Were you uh, were you drunk during the show? Did that help you out? Yeah, Mulberry's was great. They had a full bar upstairs, like a full working bar. Yeah, and they had pitchers of beer. So it was a great place to have a show. Yeah, if oh, anybody sure. would would have come watched it. I mean, you know, but it was it was a good building. And I don't remember like that taking forever that video. Like I didn't know anything about it, but I thought it was pretty sweet how you guys projected it up on the wall like that. Yeah, because. Because uh, we had that four hours of preparation, it should have been. Zeke was so drunk it felt like the only other thing that I just remembered about that was uh, that's when we did the Johnny Gargano versus uh, Tyler Black Seth Rollins Iron Man match, and he was so pissed to see that we were projecting the timer up on the wall because he knew that he couldn't shave any time off the match. Who? Which one? Seth Rollins. <laughs> he was like, "Fuck, we got to do it a actual thirty minutes." <laughs> Quick thank you to him though because uh, he recently put that match over ninety five minutes on Raw uh, like three months ago. Or Brother, I, th- I think the pay scale is a little different. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got to start somewhere. Man. He recently did uh, a tweet out about uh, he and, and Johnny because somebody said they wanted to see that as a dream match. He said, "Oh, we did that at AIW," and uh, threw us on the tweet. So, which I was a little surprised about because I don't know how my relationship is with him because. An AW fan catfished him once and dropped my name, and he thought I was responsible. Yeah, but in fairness, we also hooked him up with Melt, so 
Yeah, I don't think he cares. That was the thing. It's fine. <laughs> and and he still has that relationship ongoing. So whatever. But either way, thanks to Seth Rollins for, you know. And nice fuck words. you to whatever fan catfished him online and oh, dropped my name. Oh, you know who it is. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Doan. <laughs> Justin Doan. That would, that would be the least surprising thing yeah. I've ever heard. Well, fuck you that. Justin Doan, bro. Glad I gave that kid a stunner. Uh... Also, for those who want to go back and watch any of these things, make sure you do. You can probably see most of them at smartmarkvideo.com. Half of them aren't available. No, Half of them aren't available. A lot of them aren't available. Uh, is that I've GNO with no heat available? I'll burn them. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's Smart Mark Video era, brother. All right. There you go. Smartmarkvideo.com, which also uh, we kept saying Athena. That is, you may know better as... Uh, Amber Moon. Amber Moon. Some uh, some of the pre Mark Video stuff is still sold on Smart Mark Video. Okay. Like 2007 on, I think. All right. There you go. Any uh, any final thoughts here, gentlemen? No, that was, that was a good time. I don't think good so. Good time down memory lane. Yeah. Nick Sanko loved that entire era. Meanwhile, you guys are like, oh my God, this was awful. He was drunk the whole time. Well, that, I hated yeah, it. True. I hated it because I'm like the awkward man in between because all the wrestlers are pissed at my friends and I can't tell my friends what to do either. <laughs> So it's like, uh, and then I have to be the one that has to hear everyone pissed off that my friend started another riot. This all sounds very familiar. Recurring theme. To a modern era. And here we are with Barkley Nation. There it is. Barkley Barkley, Nation. The Barkley Brigade and the Bishop Barkley Nation. Nation. Bishop, yeah. Bring it out. All the way around, brother. All right. Keep it going, Barkley Nation. It is scary how often the Duke gets a weird That's body what? to pop these days. <laughs> I mean, weird body, we're going to sitcom deal. Uh, on NBC this Dude, fall. Quick question: the How do you couple. feel about non-wrestling wrestling fans? Can you rephrase that in like a way I can fi- understand like, it? You no, know, we're talking about like the fans that come in. That oh, like people's friends and yeah. stuff. It's fine. The paying paying ticket, the buying tickets. It's fine. Duke, Duke's job is to get people to hate him no matter what. So, yeah, like, so it I makes mean, it that makes it easier for him. I think. You know, like they already want to shit on everything, and he just goes out there and he's like, oh. "I don't know though." At the at the bar show, uh, the Barkley Nation, they were really excited about Doctor Dan's education. They like he got a big pop when he said it. They <laughs> he said he was from Yale University. They were very proud of him. <laughs> well, how about if, that? if only they knew? If only they knew. I almost got in a fight with the Barkley Nation at the bar show. I don't think you would have made if it. If only they knew. He was I was ready. I was ready to hop different. those rails, man. Well, stop punching in and hitting on their girls. You'd have been fine. I didn't even see the girls. Oh. I was yelling at like four or five of them in the front row. Some little dude. Oh yeah, that guy. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that another More time, Duke. More on him on another time. Uh, well, that's gonna do it here. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of some of the absolute worst times uh, in AIW's history. For bartender Nick Sanka, the Duke, and John Thorne, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. <laughs>